We are in a series called In Step With God. And for those of you who have just joined us, I want to say welcome to Jakarta Central Church. Uh, this is the second service. It is the, I could say, the, the toughest service because you have had your lunch and uh, uh, the makan is sitting nicely on you, right? And you want to sleep, right? Uh, he's, he's eating so that he doesn't sleep, you know what I mean? But uh, stay with me. I have something uh, for you. Uh, from the Lord. And so uh, today we are in step with God and the, the, the sermon is, is tagged. It makes all the difference. I, I want you to stand up and look at your neighbor. Stand up, stand up. Look at your neighbor and tell them it makes all the difference. And while you are standing, go to Genesis chapter 4. Genesis chapter 4. It makes all the difference. Genesis chapter 4. Uh, we're going to consider the whole passage. I want to read it uh, in your hearing. And when you got it, just say amen. Now, I don't hear you. Somebody say amen. Genesis chapter 4 and verse number 1. <clears throat> the Bible says, Now Adam knew his wife Eve, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. In fact, it should say, I have acquired a man with the help of the Lord. Then she bore again, this time Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of, of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen or your face? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother. We don't know what he said. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother, Abel? He said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? Am I my sister's keeper? Am I my mom's keeper? Am I my wife's keeper? And he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you're cursed from the earth. Which has opened his mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond, you shall be on the earth. And Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Surely you have driven me out from this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth. And it shall happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. And the Lord said to him, Therefore, who kills, whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest anyone finding him should kill him. Then Cain 
went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. It makes all the difference. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, may you speak to us. Grant us your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. My punishment is greater than I can bear. My punishment is greater than I can bear. Cain felt the ton of punishment. The muscles of his conscience failed to lift the ton. Cain's neurons transmit a message to his frontal lobe. His frontal lobe forms sentences of desperation. And his mouth vomits the desperation. I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth. And it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. Cain's desperation arrests my mind because his life began with rays of promise. The day Cain completed his usual nine-month incubation filled his mother's heart with joy. And she tagged him with the name Cain. And a fitting name because Cain means one acquired with the help of the Lord. She saw Cain as her way out. She saw Cain as the son of destiny who was to crush the head of the serpent. And so the mother of Cain would look at her son and she would smile. She didn't mind a long night. She didn't mind a sleepless night. She didn't mind having to uh, breastfeed him. She didn't mind if he bit her as he was being breastfed. When he ooed and, and God, God, is, is, she was so happy because it was her way out. He was the son of destiny. When Cain grew up, he became a tiller of the ground. Uh, now, many parents do not think highly of Korea farming. They, they pump their children with uh, big dreams, like, like, like be a doctor, big dreams like be a lawyer, big dreams like be a businessman. But uh, Cain's mother didn't protest. She patted uh, Cain on the back and, and she invested resources so that her son could be a farmer. Uh, because Cain made a good choice. Because Cain understood that it was man's purpose to be a tiller of the ground after all Adam Adam a man or mankind rhymes with Adama the ground one year Cain's farm had a plenteous harvest and so Cain brought an offering uh, the fruit of the ground uh, to the Lord 
You see, Cain understood that being a good worshiper means giving back to God what is God's. Cain didn't have a bank account at Mandiri or BCA or CIMB Niaga or, or Danamon. Cain didn't have an income. He didn't get a check at the end of the month. Cain brought the fruit of the ground because that was his income. As a farmer as he was, he couldn't bring a sheep. He couldn't bring banknotes. He brought the fruit of the ground. He, he brought crops to God. You see, Cain understood, Cain understood that God didn't expect him to bring sheep like his brother. Cain understood that God expected him uh, to bring what was available to him. God, he understood he was to bring according to his ability. Let's excavate a spiritual gem. Cain, God expects you to give based upon your ability. God doesn't expect a lawyer <laughs> to produce a sermon. God doesn't expect a doctor to sing a song. God doesn't expect a pilot to captain a ship. God doesn't expect a teacher to deep sea dive. God expects you. God wants you to give him what you are able to give. Many Bible students argue over the inappropriateness of Cain's offering. They beat up Cain. They say Cain should have known better. When his parents were naked, God uh, clothed them in animal skins. And, and because God clothed his parents in animal skins, it means that God had to slay an animal. And so Cain should have understood that uh, you need to bring an animal sacrifice because an animal sacrifice represents the blood, the sacrifice of Jesus. Uh, but the text doesn't make a big deal about Cain's sacrifice in the sense of how it was supposed to be offered. The text makes a big deal about the fact that God didn't accept the sacrifice. You see, Cain brought a minha. And the mean ha is a gift that somebody gives to God when they are thankful for what God has done. A mean ha is given to God when you want to dedicate something to God. Cain looked at his uh, he looked at his farm and it was filled with uh, tomatoes and it was filled with edamame beans. It was filled with uh, with all kinds of kachang mera, kachang hijau, and he looked at it and said, "The Lord has blessed." me and so he took his minha and he brought it to God because as a farmer that's all he could give Cain was a, a thousand percent sure that God was going to accept his offering but God did not respect Cain and his offering Cain thought God would extend his hands and say, give it to me, my son. You are so grateful for what I've done for you. Uh, but God's hands remain folded. God looked at Cain and shook his head and said, no way. I can't accept it. 
Cain looked at Abel's uh, sacrifice and fire came down from heaven and it, it, it consumed uh, the sacrifice of his younger brother. But his sacrifice remained there on the altar, green as could be, uh, fresh as it could be. And he just laid there and Cain couldn't understand. But he knew that something, 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 something was wrong. Cain didn't re God has not respected my offering. What's up? What's going on? You see, the word respect, as translated by the New King James Version, does not do justice with the intention of Moses. And Moses uses a verb that means to gaze. <laughs> You are gazing at me right now. I hope you're getting something from this sermon. But you are gazing at me. You are intently looking at me. You are observing my mannerisms. You are observing my decibel levels in my voice. You are observing the way I'm moving. And above all, you're observing how what I'm saying makes sense to you. And so when Cain brought his offering, when he brought it, the Bible says God looked he looked, he gazed at Cain, and he said, nah. And he looked at his offering. He said, no, I cannot accept this. A person and his gift are connected. The person and the gift are not one and the same. But they are connected. <laughs> you see, a person and his gift, they are like a durian tree. Right? The, 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 the person is the tree. And the gift is the fruit. The, 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 the durian tree receives nutrients from Mother Earth. And it is nourished and, and built up. And, and because of that nourishment, it injects into the durian tree proper nutrients and, and the durian tree forms and, and you go to Grand Lucky and you go to Carrefour and you pick it up and you eat it. <laughs> when the tree is bad, the fruit is also bad. And so here the issue is that the problem was not the gift that Cain gave. The problem was him. Allow me to put it to you in another way. Imagine that somebody is, uh, has been talking behind your back. They have been gossiping about you, saying all kind of nasty things about you, posting things on, on Facebook. And then you meet them at church this one particular Sabbath. And they say, hey, guess what? I was at the mall and I was thinking about you. I bought you a wristwatch. Would you accept it? In fact, you'd be like, ah, I cannot excuse the fact that your character is bad. I cannot excuse the fact that you have been going behind my back. And so God could not uh, just accept the gift from Cain. The problem was not the gift. It was Cain. You see, God puts character before the gift. 
God expects you to do what is right before he's going to accept what is uh, coming from you. You see, God expects you when you know that you and your brother are not doing well. You, you have been bad to your brother or your sister or your father, whoever they be. And you're here at church and you're about to give your gift to God, whatever it may be. God expects you not to give that gift. God expects you to go to your brother and say, brother, you and me, we have not been at the right place. Can we talk about this and fix it? God puts character before competence god puts what you are before he puts what who you are before what you are or what you do many of us we put what we do first uh, we think by the fact that we serve god then we are good we think by the fact that we 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 we, we give to god we are good we think the fact that we gave the 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 uh, the taxi driver, a little tip, we are good. We think the fact that we didn't curse our mother out is, is, is that we are good. No, 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 no. God looks at what is happening in your heart. God looks at what is motivating you. God looks at your thoughts. Yeah, those dark thoughts. God looks at that selfishness in your heart. And God wants to fix that. Because if God accepts your gift without fixing you, that is bribery. Cain's reaction to God's refusal of his gift spotlights a flaw in his character. Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. Uh, Cain's blood flooded his <laughs> ventricles. The exchange of oxygen and monoxide increased rapidity. Chapat. Uh, the, 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 the rage uh, of, of rage and, and sadness uh, took over. He, his face dropped. Cain reminds me of a typical Christian who gets upset because God said no to the job. Cain reminds me of a, a typical Christian who has a transactional faith. They believe that if they put in, as if you're going to the ATM, you punch in that pin code of your good works, giving money, not doing bad things. You punch it in and you're expecting that God is just going to give you the blessings. God, I gave you tithe, give me the job. I gave you tithe, give me the money. I gave you the tithe, give me a wife, give me a husband, give me this, give me this transactional faith believing that what I do demands God to give me what I want <laughs> I want you to see that Cain acted like another brother there was a brother this brother we call him uh, Jacob Jacob took his brother's birthright and he ran away to another land. But Jacob is coming back home and he must face his brother. And so the Bible says Jacob took a minha, a gift, and he, he gave to his brother. Listen to this. He gave to his brother 200 goats. He gave his brother 200 ewe lambs. 
He gave his brother 30 milk camels. He gave his brother 40 cows and 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys and 10 foals. The motive of giving this gift is so that he could get on Esau's good side. At another time, the, the son of Jacob becomes the prime minister of Egypt, the highest person in the land. And realizing that this prime minister of Egypt is demanding the very life of his own son, Benjamin, uh, Jacob again sends a minha, a gift. And he gives uh, Joseph this gift. Listen to this. He, he gives him a little balm, a little honey. Spices and myrrh, pistachio nuts and almonds. The motive, get on Joseph's good side. So Cain, when he gave the gift to God from the foot of the ground, he was trying to get on God's good side. He, he was trying to make sure that God has said yes to me and God loves me. He was trying to bribe God. But my brother and my sister, we cannot bribe God. We cannot get on God's good side. Getting on God's good side is a gift of grace. It is a gift of God. The Bible says we have been saved through faith. And that's not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. So you cannot get on God's good side. God makes you get on his good side. Cain suffered spiritual disease and the writer of Hebrews lets us know the diagnosis the writer of Hebrews says by faith Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than his brother Abel you see Abel was a farmer and he was not a farmer he was a herder of livestock and if you know anything about herders of livestock is that their livestock can only give birth to one to one uh, they can only they can only give birth to one young at a time a goat cannot have more than one kid it usually has one kid are you following what i'm saying and so uh, abel when he uh, his livestock produced uh, little animals and cain took those little animals to god but he was not sure that God or his animals would produce again. But he believed that God would bless him. And so he took those things anyway and gave them to God. Because he had faith that God would provide what he needed. But when Cain gave his offerings from the ground, he didn't give the first fruits. He gave a part of the fruit. It means that Cain gave something to the Lord, but he didn't give the best part. So when Cain was giving back to God his gift, he didn't do it by faith. Cain gave his gift based upon his own work. So have mercy. He believed that it is my effort in, in cultivating the land that makes me uh, produce this plenteous harvest. He believed because I put the, 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 the fertilizer in the ground. That's why the edamame beans grew. He believed that because of what I did, that's why my farm produced. So Cain was living a life of works. Not a life of faith. 
When I buy LPG gas, you know what I'm talking about, LPG gas? It usually lasts me three months. Three months. But last time when I bought LPG gas, it lasted me one month. I didn't eat more. I didn't get any weight. I wasn't cooking <laughs> a lot. I was cooking the same way. But I didn't realize that the regulator and the gas tank, uh, when they connect, they, there is a, a rubber that makes the regulator and the tank like really tight so that the gas stays inside and it doesn't go outside. But in my case, the little rubber was uh, compressed and, and so the regulator was loose uh, from the tank. And because of this looseness, there was a gap created. And, and because of that grab, gap, gap created, there was LPG gas leaking. I said to myself, something is wrong. I didn't know what it was. I called the maintenance to come and check it out. And I said, we need to exchange the regulator or something. Something is wrong. And, and the maintenance tells me, uh, no, there's nothing wrong. Uh, in fact, we just need to take this a little bit and it's going to be okay. And it was okay. But the little rubber made all the difference. Because of the little rubber, I was losing gas. Allow me to bring it to you in a spiritual sense. Faith is a little rubber. If you don't have that faith, you're going to lose gas in your spiritual experience. The, the, God cannot regulate your life. There'll be nothing there. And so Cain, he lacked faith. And because he lacked faith, it made all the difference why God says, no, I cannot accept the gift that you're giving me. My brother and my sister, I said it last week. The first step to correct a misstep is to have faith. But you need faith in order for you to keep on the journey with God. Cain didn't have faith. Because if he had faith, he wouldn't have gotten angry when God didn't accept his gift. Because faith would have bent his knee in repentance. Faith would have made him react in a different way because he would have realized that it is not what I do that produces great harvest. It is because God blesses the ground. God uses the rain. He, he works with what I have. My brother and my sister, hear me carefully. It is not your abilities that make things happen in your life. It is not because you're so smart that make it happen. It is not because you can elo execute and, and eloquently deliver the word of God that makes it. No, it is not that. It is God who works in you so allow me to tell you every day make sure that you are depositing in the bank account of faith god i'm here i can't do this on my own god i'm here i have a project to do but i i know i went to school and i have the uh, degree from harvard or cambridge but lord I'm, i cannot do this Lord, my kids are driving me crazy. Lord, please teach me how to do this. Because faith allows you to understand that it is not what you do. It's what God does. It's not your ability to order grab that makes the grab come. Well, sometimes you know how it works. You order the grab and the grab don't come. The driver, <laughs> you're asking him to come here. He's in Chipete. <laughs> like, I'm in Jakarta. Why are you in Chipete? Ah, so, sorry, I got, I, got, I got lost. Cancel, pa. 
And you begin to realize that, no, it's not, it's not that. And so you say, Lord, I can't get this grab. I need to make this appointment. You know, if I'm, I, I miss this appointment, I might lose the opportunity. Lord, make the grab come. And you pray and God makes the grab come. So to stay in step with God, you need faith. Because it makes all the difference. Faith is what makes God happy. It makes God smile. It makes God jubilate. <laughs> when God sees a faithful Christian, God says, oh my goodness. Ooh, that's my boy right there. <laughs> Satan, have you seen my faithful child, my faithful child? <laughs> you can't touch him because he believes in me. Because he believes in me, you can't touch him. Oh, come on. Faith <laughs> makes all the difference. And now you see, Cain is angry. I don't know what time is it. Somebody tell me the time. I, I can't tell time. If you don't tell me time, I might preach until. <laughs> all right, all right. I got to slow it down. I don't have a whole lot of time. <laughs> Cain is angry. <laughs> He's angry, Dickie. He's angry. But God comes to him. This man is burning with anger. And God comes to him and he says to Cain, Cain, why are you angry? What's up? Don't you know that if you do the right thing, you're going to be accepted? Cain knew that if I do what is right, God is going to accept me. Listen to this. <laughs> and then God says to Cain, he warns Cain. He, 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 he tells him that, look, if you want me to accept your gift, uh, you need to make sure, you need to understand that at the door of your life, you are standing on the precipice of the ditch of sin because sin like a like a lion is crouching at the door and if you're not careful it's gonna take you out but you must overcome it you must not allow your anger to uh, take control but it's what happens god's warning slides off cain's back but the irritating feeling of Abel's accepted sacrifice remains. His frontal lobe wells with the tangled thoughts. Had it not been for Abel, I would have been accepted. This little brother of mine always gets on my nerves. Who does he think he is? I must deal with him once and for all. He needs to be put in his place. Cain's blood boils. His breathing increases pace. His nostrils form into exhaust pipes, excreting angry fumes. Riled up with hate, he confronts his brother. He takes a farming tool and he snuffs the life out of his brother's body. Cain's body drops to the ground. It thuds. Cain's blood cools down. His breathing slows pace. He must hide his crime. So he takes a shovel and he starts to work on the ground and through his muscles and effort and sweat he's able to create a hole in the ground and he takes his brother's lifeless body and it thuds on the cold earth the deed is done he's covered it up 
with a pile of dirt. He thinks nobody saw him, but God sees everything. And God comes to Cain and asks Cain, Cain, where is your brother Cain? Where is your brother Cain? I don't know. I don't know. He develops amnesia. I don't know. And God says to Cain, Cain, what have you done? What have you done? You see, had Cain had faith to believe the word of God, he would have understood that God was right. That if I don't check my anger, if I don't check what's going on inside of me, then I'm going to commit a sin. But because he didn't have faith to see what God was saying, he committed the worst of crimes and so when a person does not follow what God says, does not listen to what God is putting into his brain, the person is going to make a mistake. Somewhere I read that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the very word of God. So when a person has faith, when God says, I'm going to provide for your needs, the person says, yes, God is going to provide. When a person has faith, and God says that it is not good for a man or woman to be alone. The person believes that God is going to provide. When a person has faith and they have sins in their life. But the Bible says if you confess those sins, God is going to forgive you of those sins. The person believes it and they live by that. And they walk as if they had never committed sin in their lives. So Cain lacked faith to see and believe. And because of that, he slew his brother. Because Cain didn't realize what God was saying, the Bible says God had to give him a heavy hand. And he had to punish Cain. And here it is, my brother and my sister. God says, the voice of your brother cries from the ground. I hear it. It's crying from the ground. I hear it, Cain. I hear it. Cain, your, your brother's blood is screaming out injustice. And injustice is a voice that God hears. And if you are under injustice, allow me to tell you, God hears the injustice. He knows what is going on. And in due time, he's going to correct the situation. So my brother and my sister, take courage. God is going to deal with it. But your brother's blood is crying from the ground. The ground that he was working on as a farmer. You have put your brother's blood in the ground. The ground that you are so good at. The ground which it is your gift and your ability. Cain used his ability and his gifts to curse his own brother. So God says because you have used your gifts and your abilities to curse your brother. I'm going to also curse the ground. The ground will no longer yield as it once did. It will no longer give you his strength. What you use to be a curse on your brother is going to be a curse to you. You know that a person is not living by faith. If what they have is a curse to others. And you know how it is. A boss who has authority will impose his power and authority on his employees. Because he has power. That's his ability. That is his gift. That's a curse. So my brother and my sister, when you have faith in God. Your gifts and your abilities are used to be a blessing to others, not a curse. 
if your gifts are not uplifting others and they're destroying others, then you know you're not living a life of faith. You know that you are like Cain, living a faithless life. And so uh, when Cain hears the punishment of God, he says, God, your punishment is greater than I can bear. Uh, and now it, it seems like Cain is uh, complaining. It's, it, 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 it seems like Cain is confessing. No, he's not confessing. He's complaining. He's saying, Lord, this is too much. He should have been like his father, as we knew from last week. When God punished his father, uh, his father reacted and responded in faith. He says, I'm going to call my wife Eve because she's going to help me out. But no, Cain complains that, Lord, it's too much. People are going to kill me. So faithless people, they charge God as unfair. They think God doesn't hear. When God doesn't answer the prayer, they say, Lord, you are so bad to me. Why am I serving you anyway? I know Christians who, when God doesn't answer prayer, they stop praying. They close their Bibles. I know Christians who, when God doesn't answer their prayers, you not see them at church for months. Because they're angry. God didn't answer my prayer. He's too bad to me. <laughs> but a life of faith looks at what God says and says, you know what? I'm going to take it. That is going to handle and deal with my situation. So when you have faith in your life, it makes all the difference. It leads you to accept what God has given you. And it makes you live your life in a different way. Cain complains, Lord, it's too hard. People are going to kill me. And the Lord says, you know what, don't worry. I'm going to put a sign on you that anybody who kills you is going to face my heavy hand. God was still gracious. With Cain, even though he did bad. And that's how God is. When you do bad, God is still gracious because he loves you that much. Even when you're complaining, even when you don't have faith, God still shows you grace. He protected Cain. He should have said, no, Cain, get out of my face. You're, you're complaining too much. But he protected him. Notice how Cain responds to God's gracious protection. The Bible says he went out from the presence of the Lord. He left God and he went and dwelt in the land of Nod, the land of wandering. You see, when you leave God, definitely you have left a life of faith. When you leave God, it means that God can no longer protect you. Faithlessness makes you leave God's presence. But when you have faith, it makes all the difference. It allows you to hold on. It allows you to stay on. And so in 2020, if you want to be in step with God, please accept my proposal. Have faith because it's going to make all the difference in your life. Lord, I need faith to make a difference in my life. Things haven't been going right. I haven't been trusting you. I haven't, believing, I haven't been believing in you. I have been like Cain, trying to get on your good side by my own works. I've been like Cain trying to give you less than the best. I've been like Cain who doesn't believe what you say but does what he feels he should do. I've been like Cain who has killed my brother's reputation. I've been like Cain who has buried my brother's love and, and care. I have been like Cain, a faithless wanderer. I have been in a land of wandering. Now, Lord, I want to come back home. I want my faith to be alive. Anybody like that? 
I need faith, Lord. I need faith. I need faith. Please stand with me. Please stand with me. If you raised your hand, please stand with me. Lord, I need faith. I wish the musicians were here. I don't know. They ran away. I don't know. They always run away. Have mercy on them. They need faith to stay and listen to the sermon. Hallelujah. Every head is bowed and every set of eyes is closed. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we have looked at Cain. Cain, whom you loved. Cain, the son of promise, but ended up being the son of a curse. Cain left your presence because he didn't have faith enough to believe in you. He didn't have faith enough to give you the very best that he could. And Father, we are tired of living a faithless life. We want to live a faith-filled life. My brothers and sisters here, you know them very well. You know the steps that they have taken to get here where they are in their lives. But if I want to surmise, I, I'm just like them. My faith is up and down. I don't believe you enough. I do my own thing. I don't trust you enough. And today, Father, I want that to change. I, I want to start living differently. So please, Lord, give us faith. To be able to believe in your abilities and your capabilities. And so, Father, into your hands, I commit all of us. Trusting that you will see us through in 2020. Our prayer is, keep us in step with you. May we think like you. May we plan with you. May we execute with you. May we acquire lands and houses and businesses with you. Bring in our lives everything. But Lord, we want you to be a part of the process. Please bless my brothers and sisters. Grant to them your grace. This is my prayer, my hope. In the wonderful and awesome name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. God bless you.